1: Just like that, it all gets a little bit more serious. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first official competitive session of the weekend, the Itamitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup Championship. We have qualifying on tap, and 28 cars set to take the track for a quick 20-minute qualifying session. Stay with us live on IMSA Radio RS2. <laughs>
0: The Mitsu Master MX-5 Cup presented by B. F. Goodrich on IMSA Radio.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to beautiful Elkhart Lake, Road America, 4.048 miles. And the temperatures—they are heating up. I'm Shay Adam. I've just come in from outside, as has John Hindoff. Welcome back to the booth, John. It is getting warm out there, and these cars—the last time we saw them—it was quite a bit cooler. Hello. Yeah, very nicely done. <clears throat> no,
0: not, not, I can't possibly, <laughs> can't possibly. Uh, just back from the fan forum at the Tuft Centre, thank you very much, everybody who turned up. And now we get to the, I mean, this is go time. This is game time for these these drivers and their cars. Introduce our guest chair, if you would.
1: Uh, well, I did manage to stumble across a guy who is very familiar with this championship because you're still involved with it, Stephen McAleer. You just can't leave Mazda, can you?
2: Yeah, this has been uh... 11, 12, maybe 13 years in this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm excited. This this will be fun. Uh, we're just about to go green flag here, and I have a few cars out, so I will not be uh, rooting for anybody else.
0: <laughs> that, it's all right. should be good. We, we You're know. allowed to be partisan when you've got skin <laughs> in the game, David. How important is this qualifying session? For those that haven't watched Idomic Mazda MX-5, and by the way, that's a mistake. You should <laughs> always watch it. It is super intense and super entertaining. How important is your qualifying position, particularly at a track like this?
2: Yeah, you know it's it's going to be even more important this year than last year. Uh, you know you've heard some of the guys in in WeatherTech uh, talking about the track is is very different with the new the new repave. Um, offline is extremely tricky and it has caught uh, some drivers out in MX5 Cup and also some drivers in uh, WeatherTech. So it'll be a it'll be interesting. And it's going to be a, a, a tough session. I think qualifying is going to be very important. Uh, just because the passing offline is so difficult.
1: One of the big things that we always talk about in this championship is how it's become a destination championship, but it is still very much a platform to display your talents for future uh, uses in effect for WeatherTech. You're a perfect example of that because you cut your teeth in this championship as a green flag is out. We've got a couple minutes before we'll get times from the cars, but we've got people like Patrick Gallagher, like Robbie Foley. Um, we've even got Brian Ortiz, uh, drivers who have won here at this track who now have stepped up to higher levels. How much of a difference maker is this in terms of people's careers?
2: Oh yeah, it is, it is massive. I mean, that where these guys learn uh, is the racecraft side of it. You know, you can be a couple seconds off the pace, and, and manage to hang on to the lead pack. I think it's more frustrating for the faster drivers at the front that are trying to get away and, and cannot. But, uh, it, you know, it's big. I mean, you mentioned some names. You have Kenton Cook. You have Eric Foss. You have Mark Miller. There's a lot of names that have won in, in multiple different cities. Uh So, you know, this is a good uh, good learning for the group. We've got 28 cars going out here. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be a, a pack of 28 probably going by <laughs> us in a second. Uh,
0: the cars themselves, they, you know, outwardly, they look like the MX-5 or the Miata that you would go down to your, your Mazda dealer and pick off the showroom floor. And in fact, the engine is absolutely showroom stock. It's sealed. You can't mess about with it. You've got 180 horsepower from that two litre engine. But the cars themselves are actually proper racing cars and, and turned out from the, the Fliss brothers as proper racing cars.
2: Yeah, and, you know, that's what's exciting. I, the last time I ran a spec series was MX-5 Cup in 2012. So I'm a big fan <clears throat> because it's the, the driver that stands out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's, as you mentioned, proper race cars. There's a, a super well-built cage in there. It's safe. You have a sequential gearbox in the car. The, the manual is no longer. And, uh, yeah, it really does. It comes down to the driver and the racecraft.
0: And has that changed the way you drive the cars with the sequential? The last time I drove one of these cars, it was still the H-Pattern box and it was a great thing i had a lot lot of fun in, in that car uh, has the the sequential changed the, the the quality of racing has it changed the way you drive the cars
2: so i would say the sequential has actually made the class the the overall gap less within the drivers mm. because you know there's there's still a, a degree of skill driving a manual car and driving a manual car wells and i think again you would ask the you know the top uh 15 drivers in the field I wouldn't be surprised if five or six of them said, "Oh, we wish uh, we wish we could go back to a manual car." So <laughs> the sequential is easy. You rev it up to the last light, and then you shift, and uh, you know that's So
0: flat shift on the way up. Yep. or, or blip on the way down. No,
2: so I, it, yeah, it does an auto blip on the way down. I, uh, the time I have in these cars, which is quite a lot, uh, I'll actually still do a blip myself because yep. I feel that I want to do a bigger blip than the uh, the auto blip itself, just to uh, not unsettle the rear of the car on the on the entry.
0: Can, Interesting.
1: Would you be up for it if we were to have a former series champion race off in oh, this series? Yes. <laughs> yeah. i
0: Salt. Didn't even, uh, not for one iota of a second. No, no Is there, is there
2: money in this? I'm <laughs> definitely in.
0: <laughs> well, I want to talk about money, and it's something we don't often talk about in, in motor racing. It's often um, slightly forgotten about because obviously motor racing, uh, particularly for you as a team owner, is a business, and it's got to make financial sense. Mazda have put their money on the line here and extended the prize fund this year to 1.2 million dollars that's extraordinary in any form of motor racing but particularly for what is still perceived in some ways as a, an entry level has that made a difference do you think to the quality of people who are coming in and to whether people want to stay or move on yeah
2: yeah there's no question you're talking about a quarter of a million dollars for the uh, for the overall winner so it's very simple. The, these young kids are in this because they want that prize and uh, they're, they're looking to try and move up to the next class.
1: That's the first round past us. Uh, but this was not an actual timed lap for the runners out there. But two very important things to note. We do not have Grant West in the number 50 machine, nor Ethan Tyler in the 8-0. Both of them sustained damage during testing yesterday. Uh, both of them in the kink, separate incidents and actually separate times on the track. Uh, but those cars were being worked on to try and get repaired to come back out for this qualifying session. They did not make practice one yesterday or practice two today and they did not, it looks like, make qualifying either. So sorry to see that those two are not out on the track, but it means we have a train of 26 cars running around.
0: Just a, a thought on the cars before we, we get into some laps, uh, some timed laps that for meaningful times coming up for, for our, our esteemed guest. <laughs> what are these cars like to run as a, as a team owner? Are they, are they fairly straightforward?
2: Uh, sure. Sure. You know, you know, it is a race car, so the the car is being pushed to its limits. And when you push stuff to its limits, you know, you you obviously have uh, scenarios where you have you know s- small things going wrong. Um, the cars are amazing, but if you are abusive and jumping over curbs with it, and you know, dropping a wheel on the exit, uh, certainly you know you can you can very easily knock the alignment out on it. And that's uh-huh. one of the things that I always try and work hard with uh, with the drivers that we have under McCombie Macaulay Racing there's no reason in a silly move dive down the inside halfway through the race. One, you're giving up your move, and two, when you run, up, run off the racetrack, you're hurting the alignment, so you're not, you're not gonna have a car for the end of the race.
0: And it's so tight that even a tiny little difference, half a mile an hour here, you know, t- mere fractions of a second have decided the f- top six places.
2: Yeah, it, it is massive. I mean, if we see an alignment issue at all during a session, uh, you know, there there is a straight line speed difference, and it's yeah. because you know these cars are are so good in the corners, but uh, you know they're they're. Uh pushing each other down the
0: straightaway oh, which we love we absolutely <laughs> love um and we quite happily race at daytona uh, on the banking in the infield circuit every race of the year because it's so spectacular <laughs> <laughs> from a, a spectator point of view just final thought from me the multimatic DSSV dampers on these cars are quite sophisticated for for a, a car like this. Does that help you, or is it easy to get lost in the setup with those? Well, you know when this car was first
2: uh, produced, you had Tom Long and Andrew Carbonell were putting together uh, you know the the shock package or helping with the shock package. Two good friends of mine and you know they they picked a shock that is very noticeable when you make a change on it and Ah. we think that's good for the driver development side you know of of course there's a more expensive shock out there but there's no reason to have it on this car so it's a good shock you know we play with compression and rebound you know fairly often on uh, on multiple tracks and when we do make a change on the car you know the, the driver feedback is usually positive that they know what we changed
1: Anthony McIntosh went off in the runoff at Turn 5 on his first flying lap. He has made it back into the pit lane, so I'm glad to see that that car did continue around the lap. But now we have had the opening gamut, and it's Jonathan Newdorf, who's P1, but it is Nate Cicero, P2. Stephen Nate had a bit of an issue in this second practice session, went on at Canada Corner and actually stopped. It was a flat toe to get him back, but clearly your boys and girls did a good job fixing that car.
2: Yeah, he's in a good spot. I mean, I'm not sure if that that overall lap is going to hold... Right now, but uh, Nate certainly put himself in a good position. Uh, we broke an axle actually in practice, which was, the, which was one of the reasons. So that, that was a quick quick fix, not unfortunately during the session, but Nate's, uh, Nate's been told what to do, and, and so far, so good. John is actually right up there as well in P5, so Ooh, yeah, we're, John uh, did one. we're looking good so far.
0: Qualifying lap record is a 232 347. That was Connor Zillich. At this meeting last year, which was a tiny, actually not at this meeting because it was on the NASCAR package, wasn't it? So it's a tiny a bit earlier. Early. Yeah, pretty much exactly a month earlier, right at the beginning of July.
1: As so there's another flyover.
0: That wow, was something that's big. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Our uh, people on the starter stand, Tani and Preston, getting a perfect view of whatever plane that was,
0: making it was, a it, second pass. It was big enough to cast a rather large shadow um but i couldn't say what it was
1: (laughs) 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 so it was not icarus then we have Aaron John Somme in fourth. He's our championship leader and he is right behind team car Jared Thomas who actually did the best sector one that lap around before it. It belonged to Heather Hadley who right now is P16 for the second sector though. Uh, Gresham Wagner's coming to play in the number five spark performance car as ooh incident between Anthony McIntosh and the 13. Now 13 I always think of Jensen Altman because of you guys running him for such a long time but it yeah, is yep. Robert Noacre in the number 13. Under review, so they must have had a coming together that resulted in McIntosh going off in the runoff at five.
0: Here comes another trio across the line, led by the number 83, Nate Cicero. Rookie and running right at the front. I mean, there was a time when rookies knew their place and they stayed out of the championship <laughs> overall battle in the front of the field. The last few years has not been the case in this championship. Three wide across the line in front of us there. Uh, is, you know, that, that's quite extraordinary that people can come into such a tight championship and, and feel comfortable and confident enough to compete at the front of the field.
2: Yeah, but you know, what's interesting is... Uh, you know, MX5 Cup is is uh, you know the the lower level of uh, of IMSA. You know, you have WeatherTech, you have Michelin Pilot Challenge, but all these guys that are in here, all the guys and girls in here, there's spec Miata, there's spec MX5. So there's a lot of talent in here, uh, a lot of a lot of knowledge in the Mazdas. I do think the MX5 Cup car is a little a little different to drive than the spec. Uh, but I mean, yeah, Nate. You know, Nate came from uh, spec MX5. Uh, he's one of my original go karting kids from back in the day. So. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he, he's certainly no, uh, uh, no joke around here, and he's, he's out to win. His championship has suffered a couple of races, so he's, he's out to uh, see what he can get away with here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if he's, if he's working with you, he's learned from the best. There's, there's, no, d- <laughs> there's, no, doubt. there's no doubt about that. You still enjoying your time over here, and, and, you know, this is effectively your home over here now, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it's been 13 years. I've got a lovely wife in, in Chester, New York. I've got a dog that bit my finger before I came over here like it's uh life life was good I'm really enjoying it I'll be uh I'll be racing in, in Michelin Pilot Challenge a little later this weekend and fight fight for, for that, that championship, championship. Yeah. yep yep
0: how difficult is it to, s- to split your time between that the driver still with championship asp- aspirations and the team owner
2: so when we took MMR on which was almost 10 years ago in 2015 or 16 uh, when the discussion happened to uh to to chat on this and move forward the question i had which was the biggest question is this going to interfere with my own driving and if the answer was yes i wasn't going to take it on interesting so uh there's always been a a discussion and you know chad and me have been have been best friends for you know since since we met each other back in 2011 Uh, and there's uh there's been no change i mean i'm fully committed to the michelin pilot challenge and the other series that i run the gt3 car but obviously this is a big part of my overall program as well and uh, you know, we're out to, to teach the next step of drivers.
1: I thought Nate Cicero was about to do something special there cause he won personal best sector one, mm-hmm. personal best sector two and tucked right up the tailpipes of Gresham Wagner, but it was not an improvement in the third sector. He remains P2. He's got Jonathan Neudorf ahead of him, Gresham Wagner behind him. Then Robert Noacre, a guy who's won three times at this track, Jared Thomas, series champion last year, Eric Johnson series champion leader this year. And then John Jedwan, another one of your guys. So uh, this is a good qualifying session so far, and already three minutes to go this lap and one more. Yeah, and I I think
2: a quick shout-out to uh, Heather Hadley. She's had uh, Purple Sector 1 multiple times this session, and uh, she did it this morning. So she's found some pace through turn one here.
1: Spark Performance, they put together a nice package for sure. I mean, you've got to look at the other teams that you're racing against and admire different features that they come up with.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's... The, the people that under the drivers that understand the racecraft are typically the ones that you'll see up front most of the time but uh, there's no surprise to see uh you know other names pop up here especially on a track where there's a big draft and you can get you know the judge right coming off the last corner and all of a sudden we get a big mix of cars up front which is going to be great two rookies on the front row right now
1: that's pretty cool they oh. don't know their place john
0: no that's what i say <laughs> <laughs> they get back Get back down the fields. Gresham (laughs) Wagner, the first of the veterans, one might say, in third position for Spark Performance. Then uh, Robert Noek is a little bit further back. Top three separated by just over a tenth of a second. Singleton car going through there was the number 69 of Anthony McIntosh. You remember, Kim? Um, off the circuit and so he's a little bit away from the the tail end of the field might it yeah. have been better for him to hold up a little bit and try and get a draft because you're not gonna it's no toe no front row here isn't it
2: yeah you know the tough thing is the qualifying is not hugely long and if you do lose a draft uh, my drivers were well warned we we have to find the pack again and that might uh, result in driving through the pits and actually waiting on the group coming back around but uh you know with a minute 20 on the uh, on the clock here I don't think the, the group at the front is willing to give anything away to somebody else here. So it's, it's, uh, it might stay like this for the rest of the session.
1: And part of the problem for Anthony McIntosh, sorry, John, is that he's a local driver. He understands how this track works because he hails from Milwaukee. But his co-teammates, if you will, I was going to say co-drivers, but teammates, they're Jared Thomas and Aaron Johnson. They're trying to get the pole for themselves and those 10 bonus points.
0: Yeah, bonus points at the end of the day. There goes Nate Cicero, former Cumbie McAuliffe racing. Stephen McAleer in the booth with us. He was on his own there, following through Jonathan Nurdorf. They're first and second at the moment. 34 flat for Nate on his own is actually a really good time. 33-0 is the best time. So we haven't quite got down towards the race lap record or the qualifying lap records. And with now five and a bit laps on the tyres, that is looking slightly more unlikely. You're going to have to look in that pack, behind for somebody to get a really good run to the checkered flag which will be out next time around there's 14 seconds remaining the last car to come through is coming up the hill now and that's hannah zellers for hickson so she'll get one more lap as well
1: but the important thing john there is no personal best sector one time for anyone at the front of the field right now the top 15 have not improved their best sector one as the checkered flag waves andrew wilson former Cumbie McAleer, his best lap last time around, he sits in
0: 18th Carter Racing Enterprises John Hansen the 0-3 car, he just got faster and faster earlier on the day. he was circulating on his own first time out for that uh, driver in that car, 2.35.5 for Bailey Cruz another one of the rookies, that was their best best lap as well, Farhan Siddiqui, best lap last time around with a 38.2 39.1 Excuse me, and then a 39.6 as well for uh, Hannah Zeller's last time around on her own. Suppose it's about confidence out there. There goes Anthony McIntosh. That's another improvement for him to 39.4, but he sits down on what will be the outside of or the inside of the 13th row at the moment. So work to do for that JTR Motorsports Engineering driver there. The pack is heading down towards Canada Cornership
1: and this will mean that Jonathan Neudorf will steal away 10 valuable points from the people fighting for the championship he currently sits in 16th and he is 20 points behind Anthony McIntosh so he will move up a few positions if the race positions are how we see in qualifying that would be a good swing for Jonathan as far as trying to get in that top 10 and get some real cash money at the end of the year Ooh, couple of improvements. As Stevens just pointed out through sector two. Personal best for Jared Thomas and Aaron Johnson. Yeah. They were okay through sector one. Could move them up a spot.
0: They are in the draft as the bulk of the field, quite all twenty-five, but not far off. <laughs> pushing to the line. Let's see as the times come through. Gresham Wagner does not improve. Jared Thomas nope. does not improve. They were close to their good times. Robert Noeke is to. Couple of tenths, tenth and a half away. So, not seeing any final lap improvements in that main group as they came across the line. Joe Rainey, actually, father, he was improving to 236.5 last time around. And Hannah Zellers is still to come around. She will be, I think, the last car to take the checkered flag. Just waiting for her to come uh-huh. up the hill now. She's been running on her own.
1: Heather Hadley does finish the session with the best sector one time, though, for really? car number 54 in Spark Performance. Best sector three was Nate Cicero. Let's see who claims sector two. Uh, Gresham Wagner. I love that. Three different cars from three, well, two different teams, taking the best sectors.
0: So on pole position, and they've made the front row locked out by those pesky rookies who don't know their place. Hickson and Motorsport. Jonathan Neudorf claims it, ahead of Nate Cicero in second. Uh, just over a tenth of a second, which is a bigger gap than we would normally see, but this is the longest track of the year. Don't expect to see that between first and second uh, when we go racing at, uh, today and tomorrow. Today and tomorrow, yes, it is today and tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow and tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow, and tomorrow. tomorrow. Two tomorrow. two yep. races tomorrow, indeed.
1: Tomorrow morning, which will be nice and cool, and tomorrow afternoon, which will be, be much like this hot. <laughs> yeah.
0: Stephen, thanks very much for joining us here. Your insight is uh, is invaluable. Good luck for everything this weekend. Uh, particularly, obviously, in your driving side of things, you can only influence so much when your <laughs> when your cars are out on the track. A far cry from when you and I first talked on the radio. That's been a bit of a story, hasn't it?
2: Globecast Radio. That's right. That's 2005. R- was that was when me when we started. You and uh, you and Declan Brenner.
0: That's right. S- me sitting down in the basement of the ITN building in our little studio down there uh, in uh, on Gray's Inn Road in London, and me talking about you going back to stacking shelves because you couldn't get a drive over here.
2: I was working in a TK Maxx. I was stockroom supervisor, and what was really cool about this is I was in charge of one individual. It was my younger brother. <laughs> so I supervised my brother in there, which was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> so, yeah, we've moved forward. Uh, he still doesn't listen. You and, still uh, supervise it's, him. It's been, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been good. Yeah, I'm loving life, and uh, we'll see what we could do tomorrow in the Pilot Challenge car.
0: It's a brilliant story of how hard work and refusing to take... Not even possibly. Never mind. Nor for an answer has paid off. Good things happening to good people, Stephen. Good to see you here. Likewise, thank you, man. Cheers, man. Thanks, you. Stephen McIlroy joining us here in the booth. with share Adam and me, John Hindoff. We go racing tomorrow with Mitsu Mazda MX Five Cup. Two races. Appointment racing. You cannot miss it. Live in sound and vision. Whether you are either here in the states or further afield, no blocks, no breaks. Full excitement. Full send racing for the whole of the race from green flag to checker barely be able to take a breath looking forward to that immensely tomorrow uh, we'll be back in a wee while in the moment, uh, for a moment we'll just turn you back to our colleagues here eric is standing by next door. this program is a radio show limited production for more check imza radio.com and subscribe to imza radio wherever you get your podcasts